I didn't hear it. Sounds like we've got noise on our noise podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. Okay, I've got a question for you. Okay, go ahead. How's your hearing? Huh? How's your hearing? Okay, well, you don't need to shout. I can hear just fine. I think my hearing is totally fine. What, what's all this about? It's about noise. I thought it would be important to talk about how too much noise can really affect children's hearing. Yeah, and like so fortuitously, I had a patient in the clinic yesterday that came in after they had like experienced a toddler, a loud blast, like a really loud sound. And the parents Mm -hmm. were like, obviously concerned about noise damage to their ears. And so I thought, this is so perfect. We're going to be talking about noise today. Yeah, it's really not an uncommon thing for parents to be concerned about their children's hearing. Yeah, and things like noise pollution or turning earbuds too high can all cause damage to our hearing. So teens as well as young children are increasingly using personal listening devices. These can include earbuds or even old-fashioned headphones. And they use these to talk, to listen to music, to watch videos, to attend classes. There's a whole bunch of reasons. And if these are turned up too loud, then this may result in hearing damage. Right. And outside of that, there's noise pollution. So a whole bunch of noises that are present in our environment, like outdoor traffic or airplanes or trains or noise from indoor appliances like TVs that can also be harmful. Mm -hmm. So how can parents make sure that their children are not being harmed from noise? Well, listen up and we'll cut through the noise on noise today. Okay, that sounds good. So first, let's talk about environmental noise or the potential harmful effects of noise pollution. So environmental noise is less likely to cause hearing damage compared to too loud personal devices or attending loud concerts or dances. But it can definitely interfere with learning. It can affect behavior and it can also adversely affect our sleep. Too much noise may be distracting for children in the classroom, and that can make reading difficult. And intermittent loud noises, like an airplane flying by, that can interfere with concentration, and that can affect learning or concentrating on taking a test, for example. Right. So some teachers, if they're experiencing that this, may pause during loud noises, but that's annoying, and children can lose focus and have to restart. So we've probably all experienced noise interfering with our sleep. Even low levels of nighttime noise can cause more awakenings and other disturbances that lead to daytime sleepiness, and that can further interfere with learning. And too much noise can also increase our stress response, including increased blood pressure, and in adults can even increase the risk of scary things like cardiovascular events like heart attacks. So what can parents do to mitigate noise problems? Well, for earbuds and headphones, turning the volume down can sometimes be easier said than done. Right, because the kids want it to be loud. (laughs) So one rule of thumb is that your children should be able to hear what you're saying if you're at arm's length away when they're using earbuds or headphones. 
And if they can't hear you, that means that the volume's likely too loud. Another good rule of thumb is that the audio player should only be turned up to about 60% of the maximum volume or less, so try not to exceed that number. Right, and taking a break after an hour of listening with earbuds or headphones is also a good idea. Ears benefit from rest. And finally, remember that as parents, like with everything, it's important for us to be role models for our children. So practice what you preach and use earbuds and headphones safely yourself. Right. Don't be blasting out those like 70s and 80s tribute bands all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Or in my husband's case, his heavy metal. That man is going to be so deaf in a few years. I hope he takes breaks. So parents and kids, they likely have more control over earbuds and headphone volume compared to like the environmental noise. Right. But what about environmental noise? Parents don't have much control over this. Right, like you can close a window and stuff if it's noisy outside, but, you know, sometimes for noise-generating devices in the household, parents can turn down the volume on TVs, computers, radios, and even turn these off if they're not in use and they're just background noise. Yeah, better yet, turn them off, please. Parents may be able to create a quiet room or space in their home, like an anti-noise sanctuary without any of those noise-generating devices where you can go to just calm down, recenter, give your ears a break. Ooh, I want to go there right now. I know. Doesn't that sound really nice? <laughs> it does. <laughs> You've got a nice voice for that, too. <laughs> Many parents will be familiar with temporary damage from noise exposure, like ringing in the ears for a day or so after being at a loud concert. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that for sure. Um, It can also happen after something like a sporting event or even a loud party. So earplugs or earmuffs can help protect children's hearing in these noisy environments. And for example, in sporting events, when you're watching them on TV, they're They often focus in on a kid in the stands, a baby, and he's got these huge headphones on to protect the ears. (laughs) Yeah, I love those. They're kind of comically large. and But, I mean, a great idea. We took Mira to a concert, and it was four kids, so they were not—it wasn't as loud in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, When we were in L.A., we went to the Troubadour. They had, like, a Father's Day kids concert, Mm -hmm. and we had those little, you know, silicone— earbuds that we like kept jamming in her ears to try and protect her. (laughs) Keeping a distance from speakers and other noise emitters can also decrease that noise level that your kids are exposed to. If you or your child is experiencing ringing in the ears or ear pain because of the noise, that's a sign that their ears need a break. Right. And then it's best that you leave early to limit further damage. Some children may be extremely sensitive to noise. And for example, some children with autism spectrum disorder or sensory processing disorders or ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, they may be bothered by sounds that usually don't disturb other children. Noise-canceling headphones may be useful for these children. Other ideas include hearing protection like earmuffs or white noise machines. One note of caution about the white noise machines is that they can produce harmful noise levels on their own. So these generally should be placed far away from the child's head and used for a short time only. It's also important to know that your kid's doctor may screen your child for hearing loss. And many parents are likely familiar with the hearing screens that are routine at birth. These formal hearing screens are usually done in the hospital before the babies go home. 
So we do the newborn hearing screen because early diagnosis of hearing loss is so important. Hearing problems at birth can lead to developmental problems, including understanding language and producing clear speech. There are different causes of hearing loss at birth. This could be as simple as fluid in the ears or outer or inner ear malformations or even nerve issues. And they have a super wide range of different treatment options, ranging from just waiting and retesting to getting hearing aids or even a cochlear implant. If hearing impairment is detected at birth, then early intervention helps optimize spoken language and speech. Outside of the newborn period, hearing loss may also be acquired. And that's why the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends doing hearing screens throughout childhood. So once a kid can put headphones on and interact with an examiner and raise their hand when they're able to hear sounds coming from each side, then we can start doing hearing tests in the office. Usually this is going to be performed at age four, five, and six, every other year until they're 10 years old, and then sometime between 11 and 14 years of age and 15 to 17 years of age, and then hopefully once again in like early adulthood, maybe 18 to 21 years of age. They're super straightforward tests that just, again, have a kid listen to headphones and raise their hands when they hear a noise. And one study found that one out of every six adolescents had high-frequency hearing loss, and this is caused from too much loud noise exposure. Oy, so hopefully we can decrease some of those numbers because that is so young to have that happen already. Yeah, it is. So let's talk about gifts. Gifts? Is it a birthday or our podcasting anniversary? Because I didn't know we were exchanging presents. Sorry, I didn't get you anything. (laughs) Not gifts for each other, Dr. Dean, but gifts that can be too noisy. Oh, I got it. So like noisy technology gifts, because like headphones and earbuds, they're really good gift ideas for kids. They really appreciate those kind of gifts. Yeah. And or like a drum set, you know, who won't appreci- <laughs> who will not appreciate that gift? The parent. The parents, right. <laughs> no, but for all of those things, we want to make sure that kids use them safely. And I am not anti-musical instrument. Hey, if your kid wants a drum set, sure, but make sure they get appropriate headphones to protect them when they're learning how to play. A great option if you are going to opt for getting them earbuds is something that has a noise canceling option. Um, So that way the teen doesn't have to turn the volume up um, to decrease outside noise. And a good fit is also important and this helps prevent sound leakage and so it reduces the need to turn up the volume. What about headphones and other products I've seen that are labeled as kid safe? What does that even mean? Yeah, so that that looks good, right? I mean, these can appear really appealing, but look at what this actually means. The World Health Organization and the International Telecommunications Union recommend children listen to devices at no higher than 75 decibels for no longer than 40 hours a week. That's like a full-time job, 40 hours a week. That's a long time listening to those things. That's but, a long time, right. <laughs> I mean, but knowing teenagers, it's very possible that they are. So mm-hmm. so then these kid-safe devices must max out at 75 decibels then. Yeah, that, that would be really good. However, many products marketed as kid-safe limit the volume above this. They might limit it to 85, 90, or even higher decibel levels. And even if they claim they only go to a certain limit, sometimes testing shows that they exceed this limit and are even louder. Well, that is disappointing. And I guess it just reinforces that you can't always trust products are exactly what they advertise. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. It's too bad that there is no mandatory standard to restrict the sound output for listening devices in the United States. Yeah, that would be good. You know, sometimes we look to the EU um, or other places to have these kind of standards, but they don't have them either. But not all hope is lost. The Sight and Hearing Association publishes an annual list of noisy toys that should be avoided. I'm going to take a look at that and see, make sure that I hand it out to all of our family members so they know not to get them. Yeah, yeah, we have a link to them on our website, and we recommend checking them out to make sure that you're not buying a product on their list. And when I recently looked at their list, I mean, these are common products that are on the list. This is stuff that's like in the stores, and it's not Ooh. it's not like some esoteric product or something. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's summarize the main issues with noise concerns for children. So environmental noise can interfere with learning as well as contribute to hearing loss. We discussed several good guidelines about safe use of earbuds and headphones, such as being able to hear someone at arm's length, maxing the volume at 60%, and taking a lot of breaks. Screening for hearing loss is a routine part of your child's regular health care. When purchasing earbuds and headphones, don't rely on products labeled as kids-safe. Double-check the Sight and Hearing Association site to avoid buying toys that may be too loud. And remember that even minor hearing loss can significantly impact your child's learning potential, development, and social interactions. So if you have any concerns about their hearing, ask your child's doctor to screen them, even if it's outside the usual screening ages. We like to thank Dr. Janie Funamara, a pediatric otolaryngologist or ear, nose, and throat surgeon for us lay people at UC Davis Children's Hospital for reviewing this episode, although Dr. Dean and I take full responsibility for any errors or misinformation. And that reminds me of a joke. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Get it? Because it's like noise and hearing. I don't know. <laughs> That's so. good. Yeah. <laughs> Why was the cow wearing headphones? Um, not sure. So he could listen to music. music. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be something with the moo. Something That's with a moo. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, we're we're doing this noise podcast, this noise episode, and recently, this last week, I saw a, a movie, um, Sound of Metal. Did you see okay. that one? Yeah, that was an amazing movie. I I really liked that movie. It, it was about the the drummer that loses his hearing, right? That loses his hearing, and the way they do that, especially with the sound, they 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 like do it from his perspective. That was just you really you really understood it better the hearing loss and how that affected um, how that affected people. Absolutely, I think musicians. Specifically, you know, because you're so close to such loud music, if you're playing it, you need to be really mindful um, that from a young age they're using, you know, ear protection in the form of, you know, if it's earplugs or or anything like that to make sure you protect yourself. Yeah. So if you've got a teen who's, you know, you just can't get through to them about why this is so important, you might want to watch this movie with them. There's a lot of language in there. So it's not appropriate for younger children, but I think teens might be used to like hearing the F word, right? So that, yeah, that might it's be a great okay. movie for And for I don't everyone. think there's any, I can't remember, I don't think there's any sex in there. Not that I remember either. So yeah, check it out if you have older kids. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. 
You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital. 